It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. The studio? Hello? Uh, whoever's in the studio, I'm not hearing you. Might have to call back. But why they get this figured out, there's always got to be a technical difficulty to start off. I want to make sure that I thank everybody for tuning in to Race Chat Live. I've uh, got to make sure that I thank uh, um, Carolina Sports Plus and more to music. Without these great marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. So I want to make sure I thank them. Make sure you guys check out the 110 Nation Sports Show Monday and Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Um, see if I can get them in the studio. And uh, make sure you like the 110 Nation Sports on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the 110 Nation. Um, Taz, is that you? You got me now? Yep, I can hear you now. All right. Well, uh, Welcome, everyone, to Race Chat Live. Uh, Craig and maybe Chris can hop on in soon, shortly, I hope. Um, well, what a race weekend we had in terms of NASCAR and the Roval, or should I say the the washed-out Roval. Um, then, uh, of course, up here in the Northeast, going on currently right now is night one of three for the Port Royal Speed Showcase Weekend. Um, first things first, the Roval. Um, what a washout. My Lord. Um, I think I've seen a racetrack that so washed out before. Um, I believe, if I remember right in the Xfinity race, uh, Briscoe kind of spun out. Um Hitting water. Not sure if it was just a hydroplane or he just, or the car just lost traction or what. Well, while we're waiting uh, for uh, Craig to join us, and I'm not sure Chris is going to join us or not, I do got a question about the, the rain and roval. Are you a fan of them racing in the rain? Um, are you an interested and in, in, in intrigued on this being kind of a twist to the track, or do you prefer them? to go ahead and delay and, and run under um, green conditions when it comes to uh, uh, the, these rain, rain uh, road courses? I'm all for running in the rain to a certain extent. Um, I mean, you're on a road course. Well, a road course race means you should run under, like, any kind of road conditions. Um, it, I mean – I think that in terms of racing horses, okay, we can race in rain, but uh, I, there's, I would go to a certain extent with it. If it looks mm-hmm. like it's a washout, I would put a pause, try to, um, try to kind of take out some of the sitting puddles and short little ponds and lakes and, uh, 
kind of uh, get it to where it's, you know, should be raceable under rain conditions. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't go as far, as far as what happened this weekend. Because, I mean, I, I to me, that was a little ridiculous. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm always curious with, with that. Uh, you know, I, I kind of got mixed feelings. I kind of like there being a, a, a different element to the race and kind of throwing a twist into things. Um, you know, as long as NASCAR can do it and the drivers be safe, I, I'm all for it, even on, on a regular oval track. You know, maybe obviously not Talladega or Daytona, but, you know, you let these guys up Bristol or uh, Martinsville where you're not really accumulating that much of a speed um, and, and have road, you know, road tires or rain tires on there, I, I think would uh, be intriguing as well. Um, just one more element. I mean, uh, those those are tracks though that everybody already wrecks a lot at, so it might not have been the greatest. Uh, maybe uh, a Dover or uh, uh, the the New Hampshire uh, or New Loudon track. I think that's a pretty flat one mile track or something. Um, but or Richmond. But uh, I, I kind of like there being a twist sometimes, and you know, especially during the playoffs, you, you kind of throw one more wrench into everything going on. So it, it intrigues me, but. Uh, um, I also agree that a certain amount of rain is is good for it, but too much kind of just distorts from everything and makes it not as interesting to watch. Well, because I mean, if you think about it, they're not going at they're not going at speeds like if you were driving a normal car under the the conditions. And in certain spots, you're gonna have like a little like a little arc in there, like downhill arc, and it's going to sit lower than everything else. And if you get too much rain, it's going to build up a puddle. And if someone hits that just right, they're either A, going to go straight into it and hope to God they can get out, or B, they're going to hydroplane and cause major accidents. I mean, luckily with Briscoe, it was just him and no one else really got involved, but it could have been a lot worse given especially the spot of where he spun. Oh, I agree. No, no doubt. I was just curious. Uh, um, I was hoping to kind of uh, delay a little bit so uh, one of the guys could join and, and let you guys take over. Um, but uh, I, I, I agree. I'm curious, and they get on later on. I'll ask them the same thing. You know, it's just one of those things. There's different things that uh, about racing that some people like, some people don't like. You know, people are still dr- dr- adjusting to this robo thing and. Um, there, there's a few other things, and you know, this year was one of those years that we got to try a lot of different things, back-to-back races at the same track, races throughout the week, um, no qualifying, no practice. Which some of these things are carrying on to next year that they were a success, and and the fans in NASCAR really liked, and some of them were the even the teams like, especially with the the cost of uh, you know these practices and everything else. So uh, this is just one of those other things that you know we got to experience this year that. Uh, was I'm not gonna say I, I, nothing. It's not something we ain't never done before, but it's something that don't happen very often. So, just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, that. I mean, it brings, like you said, it brings a twist, different twist, different element um, than what you would normally see, and it kind of also, um, kind of also gives off that 
IndyCar Formula Formula One type um, deal um, because they race in the rain and and they primarily race road and street courses. So, I mean, with NASCAR doing it, it's 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 a good thing that they're doing. Um, gives the drivers a little bit of uh, keep their head on a swivel. It also uh, kind of gives that um, that special IndyCar. Um, you can even throw IMSA into the mix. Like it, like anyone that's not a fan of NASCAR or um, that, or someone that is a IndyCar Formula One that wants to get into another motorsport. Um, Say like they want to get into NASCAR or something. Well, they have. Well, there now there's races, and next year they're expanding upon the six road courses for the schedule. Um, it kind of gives them something to kind of relate to. Like, okay, we see what they're doing. Like, this is this. Well, let's see how they do it because now this is a completely different car, different completely. Just everything's different compared to what they would see in IndyCar, or Formula One, or even uh, sports car racing. But, um, so, so I know Craig scheduled up for a short episode tonight, being that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, up here in the Northeast, we have, um, a big modified and sportsman race, um, going on tonight. Tonight, or well, this weekend, I should say. Tonight is um is more of the short track super series uh cha- championship implications for the series itself for the South Region. Um, Stuart Friesen, who has won the the North Region for the series, and um he has also won the American Racer Cup. If Stuart Friesen wins. The South Region Championship tonight, he will be crowned the uh, second ever um, Short Track Super Series American Racer Cup Grand Champion. The first time it was done that was last year in his rival of Matt Shepard. Um, I believe the winner for the Grand, I believe the Grand Champion gets like a fifty-three or fifty-four thousand dollar payday um, at the end of it all. Um, currently, Friesen leads the South Region by um, by 18 points, I believe. Um, and then uh, tomorrow will be qualifying races for the Sportsmen and the Modifieds. Um, we are looking at about... Um, we could be looking at potentially hitting the 70 mark. Um, and sportsmen are about 70 right now as we speak. Um, with the So tonight, Holop started at 6, racing started at 7. Uh, modifieds are the only classes running an event. They have 40 laps with a $5,000 to win prize. Um, then tomorrow, the 16th, hot laps are at 6, racing at 7 with, for the 20-lap speed showcase 200 qualifying races. 
Um, depending on car counts will depend on how many cars qualify from the from those races um, straight to the 200 lapper. Um, and then we have 15 lap qualifying races for the sportsmen. They'll have 50 laps to go on Saturday. Um, four cylinders will have a 20 lap feature on deck. Um, but for the Speed Showcase 200 for the modified going into the weekend, there was already three guaranteed starters. Tonight we'll see potentially four more. So by the end of tonight, we could see a potentially of seven drivers guaranteed spots. Um, the only implication with the four guaranteed spots on the line tonight, they cannot start no worse than 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. Um, and of course, for Saturday, um, the day of the 200 race, um, five o'clock for hot laps racing starts at six with the B mains for the modified sportsmen. Um, then the sportsmen will take their 50 lap feature and the close everything out would be the, um, speeds showcase 200. Um, for those that are curious of who, what drivers to expect, well, let's go through the monstrous entry list. I'll try to go through as quickly as possible without dragging things on. Um, we have uh, Corey Costa in the 0-2. He's a Woodhall Raceway Outlaw Speedway regular. Um, then we have uh, Neil Williams. Um, this name will sound a ring to a lot of dirt fans or maybe uh, other racing fans that don't culminate around dirt, but uh, the kid, Billy Pouch, that's right, the legendary Billy Pouch will be trying to go for the $53,000 200-lap prize. Um, a former NASCAR Truck Series driver, Tyler Dipple, will make his way down there. Uh, Jordan Watson, the 1J. Uh, Rick Laubach, Dave Marcuccilli, a sportsman graduate from, I believe, two years ago. Um, Stewart's wife, Jessica Friesen, going to qualify. Um, Billy Van Pelt, he's already a guaranteed starter heading into the weekend. Uh, Mike Goular, um, RJ, Ronnie Johnson, that is the son of Jumpin' Jack Johnson, for those who don't know. Um, Jacob GN's also going. Fonda Speedway and Albany Saratoga regulars of Matt DiLorenzo and Brian Gleason. Um, Joe Judge is entering, um, an Accord Speedway regular. Uh, the 2019 Super Dirt Car Series champion and Matt Williamson, He'll, he's going for the 200-lap uh, $53,000 prize. Um, former Short Track Super Series champion Andy Bacchetti will be there. Uh, Tyler Seary, the owner of Outlaw Speedway. Uh, Danny Book, uh, Josh DeLay. And then we have a Gloversville, New York driver, one of, I believe, two or three. Um, the Apollo Rocket, Josh Hohenforst, who won one of the heat races for tonight's racing program earlier on. Matt Stangle, uh, Fonda Speedway track champion for this year, Michael Mareska. Um, not in his usual 24-7, he'll be driving his 7MM machine. Uh, Brett Tonkin. Uh, Superman Matt Shepard, who I said earlier was the 2019 uh, grand champion for the series. Uh, Danny Heber. Uh, let's see. Alan Johnson. 
Ryan Watt, who is a guaranteed starter as well. And I did forget to mention that Brett Tonkin in the number nine machine, um, he's also a guaranteed starter. So Van Pelt, Watt, and Tonkin, the three guaranteed starters heading into the weekend. Uh, On a speedway regular, Roger Henyon Jr., Justin Wright, the Jersey Jet, Brett Hearn, is going down there. Another fond of regular, David Schilling. Um, out of out of uh, Australia, the 21A of Batman, Peter Britton, uh, Eric Williams, Josh Nabraja. Sweeteners Plus is entering three cars. Uh, two of them are going to be piloted by Kyle Coffey and Tim Fuller. Eric Rudolph is entering the mix along with Ryan Godown. Corey Cormier, the doctor, Danny Johnson, he'll be driving uh, Tyler Siri-owned car in his 27J. Uh, Mike Trashold, hope I didn't uh, botch that name terribly. Brian Crachin, uh, JoJo, Joseph Watson, Ryan Riddle, Brandon Grasso, then uh, Mad Max McLaughlin, he'll be the third Sweeners Plus entry ride. Uh, Rusty Smith. Mike Mahaney, who is riding a huge momentum train right now after coming off a October fast um, with the Super Dirt Car Series um, with six nights of action, ended up being five because one was a rain out. Mahaney finished podium on every single night except for one, and that was the final night where he finished 10th. Uh, Jimmy Horton out of the Hallmark International Camp, along with Stuart Friesen, uh, Anthony Perego, um, Billy Dunn in the 49 will be there, uh, Richie Pratt Jr., Brett Haas, the 11 on Valley Speedway regular for those 518 uh, regular listeners in, J.R. Hefner, uh, the teenage youngster Alex Jankowski out of Pennsylvania, Jared Umpenhauer, the Franklin Flyer, Billy Decker will be in. Um, Billy Pouch Jr., the kid's kid. Um, you'll, you'll be battling Stuart Friesen tonight in the points battle for the South region for the series. The Flying Squirrel, Rocky Warner out of Gloversville. He'll be driving the Jason Simmons racing machine, number 98, instead of the um, Jake Spraker number 1J that he's normally ran for the last few years. Lightning Larry White. Uh, Demetrius Drellos out of Queensbury, uh, Jeff Strunk, and David Van Horn Jr. And I'm sure there's a number of other drivers that will be there as well that did not pre-register ahead of time. So again, uh, tonight is the 40-lap series race for the Modifieds. Um, top four from there will qualify to the uh, – will be guaranteed to start the 200-lap race on Saturday. Um, like I said, they're guaranteed to start no worse than 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. Of course, it'll depend on what flying race they're in and how they finish. Um, they can obviously qualify better. So that they're just guaranteed those spots at least. Um, sportsmen's. They're racing 50 laps on Saturday. 
Um, I believe it's a five thousand dollar payday. Nope, it's twenty twenty five hundred to win for a fifty lap race. Um, Port Royal Speedway is also a half mile dirt oval, known where a lot of the sprint car races happen. Um, and some of the rules that I haven't mentioned already, kind of similar to last year with the Fonda two hundred. Um, the only difference this year is that instead of a heads up start where the winners of the um, qualifying races will start towards the front and then the second place finishers start behind them, third place and so on and so forth. And then your B main qualifiers will line up behind everyone that's already qualified. Um, there will be a redraw. Um, so like the top two or top three of each qualifying race will go into what's called a redraw where they'll redraw for their top 10 or top 12 starting spots. Um, so that one's a new one. Um, they're not allowed any two-way radios. Minimum of 40 cars will qualify for the 200-lap race. Um, for each caution period, the first three laps under yellow will be scored. Um, if they go farther than three laps, then the lap counter will be frozen. Um, drivers will only lose a lap under green flag conditions. So if the yellow comes out and a driver were to go on a pit road, he will not lose a lap at all. He'll just be scored. When he comes back out, he'll be scored on the last car on the lead lap. Um, lucky dog rules in effect. So every yellow, the first car one lap down, will get their lap back. Um, at the halfway point, um, a yellow slash red flag will be waved. And there will be a 10-minute break where cars are allowed to refuel adjust tire pressures and reapply tear-offs only if they choose to stay um, stay out onto the speedway. Um, cars heading to the hot pit area or pit lane, however you want to call it. Um, drivers that go there can change tires, make any adjustments that they want to make. But um, at the end of the 10 minutes, when they come back out to the track, they must start behind the remaining cars on the speedway. So, uh, um, of course, if you can't watch any of the racing action, DirtTrackDigest.tv streaming it all. Um, tonight, tonight started at 7, so about an hour and a half ago. Uh, tomorrow, they'll start at 7 o'clock to stream it and 6 o'clock on Saturday. But, um, so that's that. Now, let's kind of push for um, NASCAR. So, so Roval happened. We all know that. Um, getting out of the playoffs, being eliminated, is Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, or not Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch. Got him flip-flop there. Um, Austin Dillon and... I believe I believe the other one was Eric Amarola, but I might be wrong there. Um, the eight drivers that are left right now, they'll be going for trying to get their final four spots in for Phoenix. Um, Harvick 
currently leads with Hamlin behind him in second. Uh, Keselowski sits in third. Chase Elliott fourth. Joey Logano fifth. Martin Tricks Jr. sixth. Bowman seventh. Kurt Busch rounds out your eight car playoff grid. Um, we head to Kansas this weekend. Um, so let's see. Kansas weekend schedule. We are looking at tomorrow at 8.30 will be the Arca Menards um, Arca Menards series. They'll be racing at 8.30 on FS1. Um, then Saturday at 4 p.m., the Truck Series takes over. Um, they'll be broadcasted on Fox, of course, at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, Xfinity Series will take the green at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. Um and Sunday at 2.30 p.m. is when the Cup Series will take the green on NBC. Um, didn't expect to uh, be doing the show by myself tonight. <clears throat> Figured uh, Craig would have joined in. At some yeah, point. that's what I would have figured. I figured too. <laughs> um, so that's just I had talked to him not too long before the show, so it really kind of surprised me. Yeah, I believe Craig and we had a little bit of an idea of what we were going to do for the show tonight, but uh. Um, that's okay. Kind of, like I said, tonight was only for about an hour. We were trying to keep it short and sweet, being that, uh, trying to provide the coverage for the Speed Showcase weekend for everyone out there. Which, by the way, um, for the 200 stuff, which is tomorrow and Saturday, I will try my absolute best to post updates on the Race Chat Live page. So, um, that page will be pretty active in the next two days. Um, in terms of playoff drivers to look out for for Kansas, um, looks like Harvick's going to be, has the best ever to finish at the track. Um, so he would be one to look out for as well. Um in other news as well, before I get too deep into it, uh, Clint Boyer retiring at the end of this season, going to the broadcasting booth, which leaves a 14 car open, which could be another chance for Kyle Larson to get in. But I think at this rate, we might be looking at Chase Briscoe. Being that, looks like Kyle Larson might be going to Hendrick. Those talks are still happening. <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts, Mr. CJ, on uh, <clears throat> on Larson, and where do you think he might tag in? I don't know. There's still a lot of talks with Stuart Haas. Obviously, 
Stewart is willing to take a chance, and also with the uh, the uh, open wheel dirt stuff that uh, both of them be doing and constantly at tracks together. Track. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that ends up being a deal. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Hendrick, because Hendrick's kept, uh, uh, except for the days of uh, um, Tim Richmond, he's pretty much kept a very clean image and clean image drivers. And I, I, I know that it was just one 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 thing that he said uh, is still a big deal. And I, I just don't know if Hendrick's willing to take the the possible consequences of signing a driver after you know the year that it has been across the across the world um i i can see stewart being one more willing to take a chance and a little bit more on the edge versus hendrick if i were larson um either to me it's a win-win for him because you mentioned that both Larson and Stewart have the open wheels, sprint car, dirt background behind them, and as much as active and um as and as active and everything else that they are with that, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Larson went that direction, especially with all the praise Stewart's been trying to give him while he's been now serving his time um out of NASCAR. But at the same time, if I were Larson, um, as much as as much of dirt racing as you know, I would personally do because um, you can't really go wrong in terms of dirt racing. Um, but I think if Larson wanted to succeed in NASCAR in a way, I honestly think Hendrick would be a good way to go. Um, I mean, he's going to be getting the the 88 team's equipment and such. Um, he he could be going that direction. Um, the, that 88 team is, I would I would personally say it is second best of the team. Arguably, it could arguably be third. Um, I think I'd be safe, more safer to say it's the second best car out of the Hendrick stable. Um, I believe Chase Elliott has the best car in the stable. Um, some people could argue Johnson has the second best car, while Bowman right now has the third. But I honestly think that Chase Elliott's um, car in that nine team is the best car Hendrick has in the stable. Um, the 88 team and 48 teams are about equal, but I'll give the edge more towards the 88. So Larson's getting a pretty decent ride in that stable. I mean, Bowman's not really losing much of anything. He's, um, with him going from the 88 to the 48 now. Full on sponsorship with Ally, too. So he's safe with that. Um, Byron will have a new crew chief, which will be interesting to see where who he will get. I thought he was doing well with Canals, but being that Canals is being promoted, which congrats to him, kind of sucks for Byron in a way. 
So I'm kind of hoping Byron doesn't get um, gypped in in this kind of a deal, though. So, um, I believe it's going to be a tough call, I think, for in terms of what's going to be happening. Um, in the dirt series racing way, or in the NASCAR series racing way. We'll see what happens, but um, who knows what will happen. I think, uh, like I said, I think Larson, if I were him, if I wanted to succeed in NASCAR uh, much further than he was at Ganassi, I think Hendrick would be the better route. Um, I'm not saying by any means Stuart, Stuart will, you know, kind of rip off Larson if Larson were to go that way, but I think Briscoe, for me personally, is ready for Cup. Um, and Briscoe should move up to Stuart. Um, some people did say you have Larson go to that 32 for go fast. Um being that he should build up the main sponsors relationships back up. Um, I, I can't don't see, see Larson go down that direction. No. I can't see no. it. What, what motivation I mean, would that be for Larson to come back? He can just keep doing what he's doing and dominating on the dirt and, and get basically the same contract. You, you put him in a 32 car. They're not all of a sudden going to be a, a, a competitive car. And so, he would basically just be turning laps for no reason and, and not, you know, we all know what he could do anyway, but it's not going to help anything. So that's just kind of pointless. Yeah. I mean, with Ganassi, he was, I mean, to put that 42 car where, where it was to where Larson had it. And I mean, that team has progressed and now you have Larson on the ride and, not trying to throw much of a cold shoulder at Kenseth, but he hasn't really done much in that same ride Larson was in. And you, it, people can say, well, maybe Ganassi's not putting too much into favor of him. I really don't think so, quite honestly. Um, I just think that Kenseth's inexperience of the current race package he had no experience in. He's never driven for Chevy before, so Kenseth kind of went into this ride completely blind of just about everything. So it's tough to call. Um, I just Um, I do know from what I've heard, Ty Dillon could be the favor of the 43. Um, but Eric Jones could be. And it, it, in my opinion, if I were Eric Jones, um, 
I would probably either Eric Jones is lined up for Hendrick with the 88, but the only problem is his sponsorship. If he's got anything behind him, which as far as I know, I don't think he does. And I know the team that, and I know with Bowman leaving the 88 team, it, it kind of questions, well, what the ship is left for that team if it's even fully funded. Um, Jones could probably go to the 32. I mean, at least with the 32, you have keen parts and uh, Schluter systems to really help back that car. Maybe Old Spice could kick in again. We'll see. Um, but I, I believe at this rate, um, Ty Dillon could probably go with Petty, being that Petty still wants to align with uh, Richard Childress, even though Childress is already aligned with um, the new track house team by Justin Marks um, and Daniel Suarez. But it's tough to call. It's going to be hard to see in where everyone goes. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how these uh, cards uh, play out in this off season. I, I think we've we've seen some crazy things over the last handful of years and, and some unexpected. Uh, Moves, but I think this off season, I have a feeling that uh, we're really going to uh, have an interesting off season. I think I, I I'm pretty I'm going to feel more convinced Larson's going to Hendrick. Um, I feel like Stewart would be a better fit, but everyone keeps. A lot of the more talks are saying Larson to Hendrick and Briscoe to move up with Stuart Haas. Um, I think the better move, being that go fast, is associated or well, not really associated, more like aligned with SHR. If Stuart played the cards right, he would somehow get Larson the better deal over Hendrick. And Larson will go to Stuart Haas going into the what was now Boyer's 14. Um, put Briscoe in the 32. At least you know with Briscoe, sponsorship is going to go with him, I believe. So, 30. So the 32 car would be should be well well funded for the entire year. Um. I think the biggest question mark is going to be where Eric Jones is going. I know people had him going, say, in the 48. Um, And then with the news of Bowman that nobody really saw coming, um, it kind of throws a giant curveball of where Jones could be going. Um. There have been also talks of Ty Dillon. If he doesn't get a cup ride for next year, he could be going with RCR in the Xfinity Series with a one-car team. Which, 
knowing RCR, he'll go with a one car full time. He'll go with two cars. One will be full time, the other will be part time, probably with um probably with like Kaz Grala and Anthony Alfredo or something like that. Which I mean kinda sucks for uh Grala because Grala has really done well in the Xfinity series this year. Um, being that he was given competitive equipment to race in. But, um, I guess, um, I guess we'll kind of try to wrap things up here quickly, Mr. CJ. Um, let now that we know who our eight for sure drivers are, let's see what your final four picks are going to be. Like, who do you think are going to be who? Who do you think could win these three races, and who's going to be in on points? Um, Throw a little bit of a curveball in there. Let me uh, pull these names up real quick, and then uh, I'll get the answer. La la la. <laughs> so we have Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, uh, no. Joey Logano, Martin Tricks Jr., Alex Bowman, and Kurt Busch, the eight. And then we have no Kansas. Kurt, no, Kurt, no Kurt Busch, no Alex Bowman, no. Oh, there was two. No. Uh... I'm definitely going to know Elliot. I will definitely go Keselowski will be there. Um, Harvick, Logano, and there was one other name in the last five. Um, hold on. Truex. No. I don't think Truex makes it. No Kurt Busch. Um, Harvick, Hamlin, Keselowski, and Logano were the four I think makes it. I definitely seen Harvick and Hamlin. Um, I think if they run well, at least in the first two races, um, I'm going to say Harvick wins Kansas. Um, that'll get his bid into the final four. Texas, that could probably play into Harvick's hands a little bit more. Um, uh, Let me see what I got here. Um, For Texas, um, I think Logano wouldn't be a bad one, but I, I believe Harvick might somehow pull off Kansas and Texas. Um, if it's not Harvick for Texas, I would say look out for Chase Elliott, but Chase Elliott could be one to look out for at Martinsville. So could uh, Logano. But Hamlin's usually pretty good at Martinsville, so 
if I had to pick the three winners, the locked in by wins, I would say I would say Harvick, Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. Um, on points, I'm between Logano and Keselowski, but I'm gonna edge Keselowski by maybe by maybe a handful of points. And it's a tough call there. But forget about what happened in the round of eight last year and kind of flip and turn around this year, complete 180 if he wants to get a championship four uh, bid this year. But, um, I think so. So I think I kind of already said my winning pick for uh, this weekend. What's your who's your winning pick for this weekend here? And where are they running at again this weekend? The Kansas. Kansas. Because I don't want to say this name, Logano. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank. Uh, I guess this is a good way to wrap it up. I want to thank uh, <laughs> everyone through One Ten Nation Sports um, for letting us do this um, week in week out. Unfortunately, we didn't have Craig and Chris. Chris was out doing some. Chris was out doing a delivery. Um, Craig and not sure. We're both surprised that he didn't come on. Um, but uh, I'll sign it out before Mr. CJ Sports does. Um, so make sure you follow the Race Chat Live page, uh, Facebook page, for, of course, any racing updates for the speech showcase at Port Royal for the next two days or two nights, I should say. Um and I believe that'll be it. Mr. CJ, if you want to sign us off, and we'll call it a wrap. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Taz, for uh, stepping in and uh, running the show. Uh, great job, and uh, very much enjoyed it. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to uh, Race Chat Live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. I got to thank uh, Carolina Sports Plus. And more to music. Without these great marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. Make sure you guys uh, check out our Facebook page, The 110 Nation Sports. Give us a like, uh, follow on Twitter, at The 110 Nation. And check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest. Um, don't forget, Monday night, we'll be right back here in the studio for The 110 Nation Sports Show. I'll have Izzo joining me at 8.30 to catch you guys, get you guys caught up on all the off-season Shenanigans is going on in the NHL, a lot going on, and uh, um, Izzo has been dissecting it. So uh, he has it all uh, ready for you guys on Monday, and the uh, show kicks off uh, at 8 o'clock. So, you guys, make sure you guys tune in. You guys have a great night. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, until next time. All right, have a good night.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.